To our new passengers, aloha and welcome. As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone, and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. The show will begin momentarily. Thank you. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Welcome to Dave's Disney View podcast, provided on our own version of the information highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold onto the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Dave's Disney View is a look at the Walt Disney World Resort and sometimes beyond, as seen through the eyes of Dave, a frequent visitor, a one-time cast member, and an engineer who simply enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. Now, please keep your party together and put on your virtual mouse ears. And by all means, enjoy the show. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. I'm really thrilled and excited to find out that my podcast is growing in popularity. I've got a lot of listeners out there. People have downloaded a number of copies of this podcast through iTunes and other sources, and I'm really excited about that. And I've also noticed that I have a growing following on Twitter, and that's pretty exciting to me. It's nice to interact with people, to get feedback, to interact back and forth through uh, messages, private messages on Twitter, and also to, uh, to get feedback directly on email. So in a couple of minutes, what I'd like to do is reach out to my 1,000th Twitter follower and have her on to talk about Disney and have some fun. So I hope you enjoy that. But before I get to that, I wanted to take a moment and talk about two items. The first, it's uh, specific to uh, Disney legend Bob Gurr. Now, Bob Gurr worked for the Walt Disney Company for more than 40 years, particularly in the field of Imagineering. He was often quoted as saying, if it moves on wheels at Disneyland, I probably designed it. That's because Bob was an integral part of designing most of the uh, rides that you see and the, the actual vehicles that you ride in. Uh, they range from the Autopia at the Disneyland to the Matterhorn at uh, Disneyland to Walt Disney World's monorails. Bob was influential in getting all of those things together and making them work. Kind of a funny story about Bob Gurr. He graduated in 1952 and uh, worked for the Ford Motor Company, but decided after, uh, he wanted to go off on his own and staked out with a, a stamp that said R.H. Gurr, industrial designer, and went into business for himself. Walt Disney uh, actually got a hold of him and hired Bob Gurr to consult on its design of its mini cars for Autopia, and that's really where he got his start. He wound up working for the next four decades for uh, the Walt Disney Company, designing pretty much everything. He developed some of the flying saucers you see in Tomorrowland, the antique cars and double-decker buses on Main Street, uh, the Ford Company's uh, Magic Skyway, and more. So Bob was really an influential person before he retired from the Walt Disney Company in uh, 1981. Now, he did do consul consulting for... Um, Universal Studios as well. He uh, designed some of the uh, attractions that go into Universal Studios after he retired. And in addition, he consulted uh, with Steven Spielberg on the movie Jurassic Park and some of the T-Rex's movements and the way that it would uh, move around. Uh, he continues to consult on Disney projects over the years and still is involved very heavily with it. Now, Bob is a really interesting guy, and you have an opportunity to meet him as a fan. Now, it turns out that one particular publishing company is going to have a VIP party for Bob Gurr. Now, the publishing company is interesting, too, because there's a uh, very strong connection to Disney among the publishing company. 
The publishing company is called called Ape Pen Publishing, and I'll put a link to it in my show notes so you can see uh, the exact name. Now, Ape Pen Publishing was actually founded by Mel Kirkpatrick, who uh, was around in the early days of Disneyland. Mel was actually out there photographing Disneyland as it was being constructed for Walt Disney. It was something that he was really passionate about and got involved in and was able to get it, get in and take many of the pictures that you've seen behind the scenes of Disneyland. So he has a very strong connection to the uh, Disney company and to Walt Disney himself. So he was able to found this uh, publishing company and that's uh, been carried on in his name since then, since he passed away uh, in 1962. And you can find information about it on the web. Uh, this company, Ape Pem Publishing, is actually working on a number of different uh, DVDs from behind the scenes. They talk to Imagineers and different things, and they sell those, those products through their website. But in this case, they're actually going to be hosting a VIP party for uh, uh, Mr. Gurr. And it's actually going to happen on May 19th, somewhere in Anaheim. The uh, location hasn't been decided yet. But if you head over to apempublishing.com, you can actually have an opportunity to purchase a ticket for only $55. You can go in, meet Disney legend Bob Gurr, hang out, have some fun, and you can check out his new book called Design Just for Fun. He's releasing it at this uh, event, uh, so you have an opportunity to get it. And what I think is actually kind of cool is this is going to be a tiki-themed event. He's asked that everyone kind of be informal, have some fun, and take the amusement in life and just enjoy yourself and come and enjoy it. Now, if I could make it to uh, Disneyland or out to Anaheim in uh, mid-May, I think I would absolutely go to this. But I just don't see how it's possible living in Florida to make it out to, uh, to Anaheim just to be able to go to this one event. So I don't think I'm going to make it myself. But I hope that uh, some of you have an opportunity to go and would really enjoy going. Uh, I think it would be a really fun event. And if you do go, um, could you let me know? I'd like to hear from you and let you, uh, find out what the event was like. So please do send me an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com and let me know how it went if you made it out there. I'd be really curious. And I also wanted to pay a quick tribute to Robert Sherman, who passed away last week. Robert Sherman is the elder of the Sherman brothers, and of course... The brothers Richard and Robert are responsible for most of the music that you hear in park uh, at most of the attractions around Walt Disney World and Disneyland, and for many of the musical scores that you heard in mu movies uh, during the 1950s, 60s, and into the 70s, and even a little later. They're best known for Mary Poppins and all the songs that are in there, and of course for this famous ditty. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. It's a world of hopes and a world of fears. There's so much that we share that it's time we're aware. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small world. which of course is reviled and loved all at the same time. His son said of Robert that as a composer, Robert always wanted to keep it simple, singable, and sincere. And I think he captured that, and he captured everyone's imagination. So hopefully Robert lives on, at least in memories, and can entertain Walt Disney up in the clouds somewhere. 
Oh, and by the way, if you ever have a chance to see the Sherman Brothers Legacy movie that's available, I highly recommend it. It's a really good film that uh, kind of breaks down their life and everything that they were able to accomplish as composers and the things that they did, especially for Walt Disney. So enjoy. And now I'd like to move on with the show and introduce my 1,000th follower on Twitter. As you may recall, I told you last time that I was trying to get to 1,000 Twitter followers, and I finally did that. And my 1,000th Twitter follower is a young lady named Jennifer, who I want to uh, talk to and do something a little different on the show and bring her on to talk about her passion for Disney and kind of what what she thinks about it and give a different viewpoint than just mine all the time. So let's bring her on. Jennifer, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Excellent. So you've, you've got a Disney uh, Twitter feed, and uh, you're called uh, Diz Buzz. And I think that's actually a great name for a Twitter feed, actually. Um, wish I thought of it myself, but uh, how'd you come up with the idea? Well, I just, I wanted a, obviously, a Disney feed, and um, I just wanted to, re- I do some reposts of things that are important for the Disney world, and also I try to research you know, some new things are coming up. Mostly I'm interested in, you know, getting excited about um, vacation planning and also about what's up and coming in Disney. Excellent. So you are uh, you don't live in Florida, so you can't come here as often as you like. How often do you get to uh, Disney World? We usually come every two years or so. Um, I've actually not been there for three years this time because I had my first son. So this will actually be my first trip. We're planning one right now that will be with a child. So I actually have a reason to come. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone can go, but, you know, now I'm justifying my going all the time. (laughs) Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, You know, having kids myself, I, you know, it's the perfect reason to go. Not that you need a reason to go, but it it certainly helps. (laughs) Not that you need a reason to go, but everyone looks at you kind of weird. (laughs) Yeah, no, I understand that. All the people that don't understand. uh, You know, and that's it exactly. I was reading through your Twitter feed, and you you made a comment um, a while ago. It was uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. You you said, uh, you know, people think about um, uh, Disney as Las Vegas is like Disney World for adults, right? Mm -hmm. And you made a comment that Disney World is Disney World for adults, and I thought, that is just fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, well, because... I have a lot of friends that try to get me to go to Las Vegas, and I mean, I might go sometime, I don't know, but I've never been really interested in it, and um, I don't know, I think it's like Disney World for, you know, they say it's Disney World for a long time, I'm like, I love Disney World, though. (laughs) 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 I have fun, I mean, I love it. So, let me ask you, how did you you first become a fan of Disney? A family trip, or something you heard about, or? When I was seven, actually, I think, but I, I mean... We were kind of always like watch the Disney Channel and all that. So, sure. Um, but when I was seven, we had a big family trip where we went to Disney World, and uh, it was just it was a two week trip. It was at Christmas, which awesome. I think has messed me up forever because <laughs> Christmas is such a bad time to go now because it's so busy. Yeah. But um, but uh, it was uh, so magical, so awesome. Every cliche thing you can think, it was. And it just got into my head, and it's just been the most magical place for me to go ever since then. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? Because, um, you know, I, I was similar. I, I actually uh, went there for the first time when I was about four years old. My parents took me. We lived in South Florida, and I was hooked right away. And uh, since I happen to live in Florida, I get to go regularly, which is great. But, you know, it's also it's also a bad thing because my wife is always going, why are we going so often? Why do you want to, you know, why do you want to keep going? <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's one of the things I'm afraid of with moving to... Florida is that I'm afraid that I'll get sick of it, maybe. 
I don't know if that's possible, but no, I don't want to lose any of the magic. You know, it's definitely magical for me each time I come. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I had a, um, when I, I was a cast member at one point, and I remember this one um, college program girl who was there, and she uh, left the college program after about mm, two or three weeks. She goes, I just can't handle Disney all the time and seeing things behind the scenes. I'd rather come here every year or every two years and see things, you know, as, you know, as I see them as a, as a guest. And I thought, wow, that's a really interesting perspective because I'm completely the opposite. I saw so much behind the scenes that it made me feel even more connected with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure which person I am, so it does make me nervous. Like, sure, considered moving. But uh, on the other hand, for. on the other hand, you are quite the fan. I mean, you know, having uh, you know, have, being this being this passionate about it, and you were telling me before we started uh, chatting on the on the podcast here that you um, you talk to people about Disney all the time, um, maybe to yeah. a fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think in Disney fandom, it's um, oh, yeah. it's. Uh, a lot of people will try to be like, um, will try to be like outdoing each other, kind of to a certain extent, saying, um, "Oh, uh, well, I've gone this many times and I've bought this much stuff." I don't know. It depends on what it is that you're talking about, but sure. But um, people are always trying to outdo themselves, and uh, I don't necessarily think being the biggest Disney fan is about that. I mean, it can affect anyone. You could have gone one time, and just love it, you know. I know people who have never been able to go because they can't mm-hmm. afford it. Right. And they love Disney, you know. They love it, and I can't judge them and say, oh, well, they're not a Disney fan because they can't afford to go. You right, know? right, right, right. <laughs> quite expensive. So. Oh, it, it definitely can be that. And, uh, you know, there's there's always money-saving tips, but uh, it still has a, an expense associated with it, especially if you have to travel here by plane or by car to get to get to Florida. Yeah, and, um, that's, and that's one of the things I like, too, is that that's one of the things I like to think about is ways to save money, you know, for trips and stuff like that. I'm very interested in budgeting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe you have a future in Disney planning as a, as a travel agent or something or a travel <laughs> representative. That's what my mom said I should do. <laughs> <laughs> if you have that much passion for it, do what you love. That's what, that's what I always say. You know, find a way to, to do what you love. That's true. I never thought about it, but my mom always says that. <laughs> so, um, so you, you're obviously you're obviously a big Disney fan. Which one of the parks is your favorite um, among the, uh, the the Florida parks, or maybe it's Disneyland? Well, no, I've never been to Disneyland actually. Okay. I'd like to go, I guess, but it's hard for me to get away from Disney World to sure. go to Disneyland if it makes any sense. Because um, I love Disney World so much. But um, well, I mean, I've, my favorite one is Magic Kingdom for nostalgic reasons because it also has like the most stuff in it. I mean, it's a really great park. But. Um, if you're taking out Magic Kingdom, which is kind of the obvious one, right, that's, uh, would, yeah. you know, probably, weirdly enough, it's, um, I like them all in different ways, but I probably, and I, a lot of people would say Epcot, but my second one is um, probably Hollywood Studios. Okay. Because I'm kind of, I, I'm, I'm also a, uh, I like thrill rides, so, I mean, I've been to a lot of other theme parks than Disney World. The Tower of Fear is pretty much the best ride that's ever been made, so... Uh, I really like the theme of there. It seems very Disney-ish there. I really like it. So, I yeah. think it's probably my second. They don't have very much stuff in there, but other but other things they do have. And that's what makes the whole thing interesting. Is like, and I was, I'm always curious what people's, you know, like favorites are, just be, and why, because it's it's interesting that you know I'm not as much of a fan of the studios. It's just a personal thing, because you as you say, there's not as much to do there. But it's not that I don't like it because it has that certain charm and it's built up in a way. It's the you know the Hollywood that never was sort of thing. Um, and it, it really is a cool park to go to, but you know, given the choice and the time, I probably will pick a different park over it usually. 
it's easy to get through it really fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's the other part of it is, you know, I don't know that it was ever really intended to be, you know, another theme park in that sense when it first opened, but certainly it's become that, and I think it grows, you know, as it continues to grow, it may become something bigger. Uh, who knows? Yeah, I think they could make something, I mean, I think definitely things they can add on to and make it better, but I, and I do think there's room for improvement in all the parks, but. Sure. Um, yeah, I am with you. I understand what you're saying. I just really like, Power of Terror really, like, influences me. I will bet, you know, that's, that's probably, if you're going to ask what my favorite ride, that's my favorite ride right there. It's just so unique. I think, and, I, you know, I've been to, like, all the big major uh, uh, scare parks, you know, all the Six Flags, um, your uh, Kings Island, your Cedar Point, mm-hmm. all that. You know what I mean? So, like, that's a great ride. That's <laughs> like, cool. You have to appreciate it. You know what I mean? It has, it I mean, it's so well thought out. I mean, it's, you know, when you take the creative notion of what they did there, you know, creating something where you're going into the old hotel and you're, you're there and you're, you're walking through it and they kind of guide you through it and then you wind up in the elevator that, you know, goes crazy. Um, <laughs> what a concept. I mean, you know, who but Ima- Imagineers could think of that con- in con- t- complete concept there where it gives you something that's so unique. Uh, I mean, just the theming makes it great, but the fact that it's a different ride every time, I mean, it's amazing. I've never, there's not any rides that are like that, and I've been on some really good rides. So, you know, I do, I appreciate that ride a lot, and I always look forward to going on it. That's awesome. And that, I'm, I'm going to go on there with my two-year-old this time, but... <laughs> <laughs> now, that's cool. And you will you will have a very different experience when you go with your two year old. I I can almost guarantee you that. But it's a, it's a really fun experience. Yeah, I've been planning it differently. Than, I mean, we used to be you know dawn to duskers. I think and I think it's going to have to be a little different than that this time. We're going to have to take a rest. And... Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. And somebody had um, written me a question about that and was asking about how to deal with with children, small children in the parks. And that's that's one of the key points is you have to find a way to take a rest. And. Um, Take advantage of the baby care stations, you know, go in there for a little while and just, you know, take a take a break from the day and just, you know, find a way to chill out for a few minutes. Um, it makes a huge difference. You know, they'll, their, their day will go on a lot better, and your day will be a lot better for it as well. <laughs> yes. So I've already gone in knowing that I'm going to have to change my idea of what I do, so. Yeah, you can't be quite the commando that you might be if you were um, by yourself or just with your husband. It's... <laughs> It's a little different, but it's 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 no less fun. And watching your your child's eyes light up when they see Mickey or see something that excites them, it's just really cool. There's, there's nothing well, quite like it. Yeah, he can he, he knows who Mickey and Minnie and um, Toy Story and all the cars and stuff. So he's going to be extremely excited. Awesome. awesome. So I'm 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 excited to take him. He gets very excited about things anyway. So that's cool. That'll that'll be a really good time. I have no doubt. Um, you you guys will have some fun and, and really get to enjoy it. So. I remember reading somewhere on your Twitter feed that uh, your husband proposed to you at Downtown Disney. Is that true? Um, yes, actually, it is true. Um, we did this this crazy thing that I don't think I've ever done in my life. Where my see, my husband's from Scotland. Okay. And uh, so when we were still dating, but knew we were going to get married because it's really hard to date someone from another country. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> um, so he came over to visit for like two or three weeks, and. Um, we were talking, we're like, oh, you know, you know where's a great place, Disney Road, you know where's a great place, Florida, you know. And we're like, we need to take you there. So on an impromptu, because I used to live in Michigan, I live wow. in Texas now. But on an impromptu decision, we decided to just take a road trip down to Florida with no planning or anything. Awesome. We're like, the next mile, we're going to Florida. So we drove like 20 hours next day, just on the random. 
Um, and went down to Florida. Uh, got, we got in, like, a little skimpy hotel. Usually I stay on uh, at the park, you know, at the resorts. But we got this little crazy hotel. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> and um, so we, were, we, went, we went to uh, Magic Kingdom. But before that, uh, we... We're all tired because we've been driving all day, and we went out to CC's Pizza, and uh, everyone was tired. My, my mom and my sister were there, and they were like, oh, we're going to go back to the hotel, and I was kind of like, well, I still want to go out. So we went down to downtown Disney, Okay. and we were over by the, the bridge, over by, kind of by like Fulton's Crab House, kind of going over when there used to be uh, Pleasure Island and stuff. Yep. And he got down on his knees on the bridge and proposed to me right there. And oh. it was really, it was like at, right at sunset. It was really romantic. It was I was like afraid he was going to drop the ring in the water. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was really romantic, and of course, my one of my favorite places. So I was really happy, you know, with that you know the memory that I definitely will always treasure. And that's that, in, that's incredible. And we went to Magic Kingdom, and all I wanted to do was like I had this thing in my mind where I wanted to watch the fireworks and then kiss under the fireworks, but mm. it poured. It, like, rained so oh. hard. Aww. It was like, so we got stuck on the rocket ride, um, the Astro Orbiter above, um, on that building. Right. And, and we couldn't get off of it, and then it rained and it poured, and it was like, I was like, oh, memory ruined. It's actually a memory in itself, because it was just, like, so funny how, like, you think certain things are going to happen. And then, yep, yep. Yeah, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> it is funny how that works, but oh, that's so sweet. It's it's that's a really nice story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way yeah, it's definitely one I'm always going to cherish. Absolutely, what a what a cool story, and, and that you know that you two survived the uh, the trip down twenty hours in a car is even better. You know, <laughs> that's very cool. Oh, yeah, twenty hours and then twenty hours back. That was the hard part, I think. Yeah, it? I would think so. I would that would be the toughest part. But how sweet. We're a little closer now in Texas, but not that much. I think it's like seventeen. But we always um, drive. We always oh, wow. drive. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just, I guess it saves money. Yeah, no, and it, I, I can certainly understand that. Um, you know, if given given the choice, if I were a little further away, I would probably still want to drive. It's just, you know. When I, when I was seven, we took, we took a plane. That was, like, the first time I'd gone on a plane trip. Okay. And then ever since then, we've always driven, and it's been, like, a fun road trip, actually. I mean, you know, you make your Disney playlist on your iPod or whatever. <laughs> right, know? right. Take that along with you and have some fun. Roll with it. That's cool. So, um, drink energy drinks. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you got to have some fun with it, right? You know, make make the whole trip fun. <laughs> yep. So you say you like to stay on property. What uh, what what's your favorite hotel on property? Uh, my favorite hotel is one that I've actually never stayed at, which uh. is the Polynesian. Okay. Um, I've seen like almost all of them, but I've not stayed at all of them. Uh, Polynesian, just for money wise, has not been one that I've been. It'll dip. I love that hotel. Like, every time I go in there, I'm just like, I love you. I love you, Polynesian. I'll stay with you someday. But uh, <laughs> favorite, the best hotel I ever stayed at, oh, well, I guess I should say this one is equal because I have stayed at as My favorite ever that I stayed at was the Tree Houses. Oh, cool. That was before they were actually part of, like, Sar- there was no Saratoga Springs back then. That right. was when I was young. And, um, I love the tree houses. I really, those, those were cool. And then I was so thrilled, and I'm totally going to have to go to them again. I was so thrilled when I came back because I was just like, oh, my goodness, I stayed there. No one knows what I'm talking about when I said that I stayed there. <laughs> you know? So well, I'm really going to have to go back to those. And I like I like all the resorts in their own way. Even the even the Valley ones are okay. I mean, you know, they're very Disney themed, you know. Sure. But, uh, of course, but 
nicer ones. Like, I mean, kind of that nicest one was Saratoga Springs that I stayed at. Nice. Uh, I can I can uh, understand where you're coming from with the treehouse uh, villas. I've stayed there as well. Um, I stayed there before they got renovated and, and became part of uh, uh, became part of the resort, and it was it was fantastic. I still remember it too. I remember it very fondly. So I, I can appreciate where you're coming from. Yeah, it was amazing. And there were peacocks. I just remember that. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, they were walking around the grounds. That's right. They would just be on. They lived on our deck. I think we shouldn't have fed them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but. <laughs> But it's really cool. I mean, you know, and that's the thing about, you know, uh, the, the whole Disney world as it, as it is, that they have these different types of experiences you can have. I mean, you can go camping or you can stay in a log cabin or you can stay in the wilderness lodge or you could stay over at the treehouse villas. I mean, you know, there, you can do all these different things where you can have the deluxe deluxe resort and stay over like at uh, one of the one of the high end resorts like the um, Grand Floridian. Yeah. And- I've been to the Grand Floridian, but I've never really wanted to stay there. I don't know. I think it's a little too fancy for me, but, <laughs> but I like it. It's a beautiful hotel. I, I haven't stayed there either. I have stayed at the Polynesian, and it, you know, at the end of the day, it's still just a hotel, but it's just a, it's a fun place to be. Um, I think that's the, that is the thing, and that's why I'm definitely usually asking for somewhere cheaper, is because I'm not really there for the hotel. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I just end up staying somewhere. I, we see the All-Stars a couple times. Those are okay. Sure. And but it, I, I try to get the best that was loud, sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> You're at home. It's all good. <laughs> but it's cool to be. It's cool to be able to, to try out different things and experience it and have the uh, have the experience like that. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I guess I, I think I have a goal to go to every single park, but I mean, or every single resort. But I would like to go to a lot of them. I stay in the Contemporary. That was a pretty cool resort. The Contemporary is a really neat hotel. If you get to stay in the tower, it's even cooler, um, as opposed to staying in the um, one of those outer hotels that they have. Um, mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. Pretty cool to have the monorail and stuff. And yeah. Everything. It's, it's really neat to be able to, to see that and just experience it. I, you know, that's one of, that was one of my other fond memories was staying in the contemporary many, many, many years ago, but I still yeah, remember I it. A long time ago too. It's funny how that, how that works, but it's, it's really cool. I mean, it's just one of those amazing places where, you know, you, you get to, you could just be a kid. You could just be yourself. You don't have to, you know, there's no pretenses about it. And, um, Every cast member you run into, whether you're by yourself or whether you're just with your husband or wife or whatever, you know, they all understand it too. You know, and that's what makes it makes it so special. No, you know, none of the cast members or anyone that works there looks at you askance and goes, well, why are you here by yourself? Or why are you here with, you know, just your spouse and no kids? Mm-hmm. It, I think yeah, that definitely. that makes it, you know, that much better in my mind, you know, where you're really enjoying it and experiencing, experiencing it. And they're making you feel just as at home as if you were there with your, you know, your tribe of 12 kids. Uh, it's... You get to experience it your own way, at your own pace, and there's no there's no rules around it. It's just have fun. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I mean, yeah, I still get pictures of cast members, but now I have a child to justify it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Aladdin. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I had a pretty extensive collection of me um, me with different uh, me with different characters along the way before I had kids. Okay. That was always kind of fun. Now I've got pictures of my kids with them, so it's all good. <laughs> Well, once you have kids, you just rather have pictures of kids anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. What do I want to see pictures of me for? Exactly. Although, you know, meeting the princesses was never a bad thing. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the princesses are, are nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just fun times. 
but very cool. You know, I, I, it's always fun to just sit and chat Disney and just talk about the fun things that you get to do, um, you know, and just, just talk with other people who share the passion. And I really do appreciate the time and the fact that you followed me on Twitter. I'm very excited about that. So thank you very much for that. And uh, big shout out to you. I look forward to your, all your podcasts and um, all your Twitter feeds. <laughs> well, thanks. You know, I try to put something out there, try to put some meaningful content out there. I think Twitter has really kind of made this seem a little bit more um, interesting in some way because you can kind of keep up with everything that's happening at Disney, even if you can't be there on a regular basis. I think it's really cool because you can kind of keep up, and other people are there. They're telling you what they're doing. And I, that just, that, I love that. That just makes me feel so good. I was reading some tweets just before I came in about people who were there. Today happens to be the day when they're having the 24 hours of Disney. And I was reading tweets from people who were there, and I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. I know. But in a way, I feel connected. It's cool. Yeah, that's how I do. I just live vicariously to people who are having uh, vacations. Right, exactly. They're having a vacation. They're telling me about it. I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm living vicariously through them. It's all good. See their pictures. I'm like, oh, I remember that. Sure, and it's, <laughs> I like that. And on the worst days of work, when you're feeling the worst, it's nice just to go look at a couple of happy pictures and read someone's quick account of something and go, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It really cheers you up. I mean, I think that's one of the magics of Disney. Yeah, definitely. It, it always makes you feel better. Um, yeah, I'll, I I actually have um, I have the app for the Mouse World Radio on my on my iPhone. And once in a while when I'm sitting at work and the day's getting really bad and, you know, my boss is calling me and asking me for stuff, I'll just go ahead and switch to that app and turn it on and start listening to Disney Park music. Yeah, just there you go. lifts yeah. my spirits and kind of moves me through the day on those, on those rare, rare days when that happens. Take you away. <laughs> exactly. Kind of take myself away. And it's, you know, just, it's, you know, I'm doing some mindless work, so I'm just listening to something fun that just kind of keeps it, keeps it going. But that's who I am. <laughs> yep. Hey, that's who I am, too. I understand. I just didn't have that. I still have the app. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have to get it. But, you know, it's available online, too, if you want to just go listen to it. You know, little shout-out to Mass World there. They do a great job of putting together some nice park music. But, uh, no, again, thank you for thank you for taking some time with me. I appreciate that. I know your son is in the background there. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's picked this exact opportunity to decide that I cannot be out of his sight. Well, of course. Because, you know, you're talking Disney, so he, he knows you're talking Disney, and, he, you know, he's thinking about it. I want to go to Disney World, Mom. Come on. When are you taking me? <laughs> I keep telling him. I try to get him. I'm like, oh, you see Mickey? I want him to know, so he gets all excited about it. That's awesome. That's very cool. And I hope when you do go, you have a great trip. You have a, you have some fun and uh, really, really take it in. Will. Awesome. Definitely well. Well, thank you. Thanks, thanks for your time. And uh, this is Dave, and remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. From all of us, thanks for taking a listen to the podcast today. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the show stops completely and the doors open. Ladies and gentlemen, please collect your personal belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand. As this concludes our journey, we hope that you enjoyed the show and that you drive home safely. Our thanks go to Doug at geekacres.net for his contributions to the show and also to Craig for the original music you hear on the show. You can find Craig's music over at ReverbNation.com slash sound A. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the show, please feel free to contact Dave at DavesDisneyView at gmail.com. Show notes and links to other great content on the web can be found at DisneyPodcast.net. Now, I will raise the safety bar, and a podcaster will follow you home. 